You are listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast with Buck Joffrey. Get ready to change your life. Welcome, everybody. This is Buck Joffrey with Wealth Formula Podcast. And today I am just doing this bonus episode. That was an interesting uh, conversation with Dan Sheeks. You know, my kids are little. The oldest one is 12 and her sisters are nine and six. And admittedly, I've spent no significant amount of time trying to teach them about money as of yet. If anything, I've taught them a little bit about the burden of taxes by eating half of cupcakes and ice cream that they get and metaphorically blaming the IRS on that. But that one, by the way, does seem to get the point across. But when they get older, you can be sure that I will spend a significant amount of time with them teaching them about money. And after all, if my intent is to leave them plenty of money, they should know what to do with it once I die. Anyway, for those of you who are further along in the process, I thought this discussion might be a good one and you know something that you might consider doing with your children. Dan is a teacher, he's an actual high school teacher. Now, I should add this disclaimer, I'm not, um, you know, I, I've actually not taken the course, I've not reviewed it, and I don't know if it's worth it at all, but Dan seems like a nice guy. So anyway, enjoy the show. And uh, just as a little bonus this week. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today, my guest on Wealth Formula Podcast is Dan Sheeks. This show is a little bit different. He is actually a high school teacher in Denver, and he teaches business. And uh, he has written a book about uh, uh, for teenagers about money, and it's called First to a Million, a teenager's guide to achieving early financial independence. Dan, welcome to Wealth Formula Podcast. Thanks, Buck. Glad to be here. Yeah, and you know, it's and you're really a teacher. I'll tell you because you know you're. Uh, we had, we had to get this scheduled, and I usually don't do anything this late uh, in the day. Uh, and uh, so, so you're you're at it every day, right? Tell us a little bit about you know what your teaching schedule is like, and what you teach, and what kinds of things you're teaching. Yeah, sure. I, it's ironic though, because yes, thank you for working around my schedule as a teacher. I'm, I'm at school, uh, every day during business hours, basically. But today, the day we're recording, I actually had a snow day here in Denver. We had a bunch of snow oh, last that's night. Right. So as it turns out, I could have, I could have pretty much done this anytime today, but you never know with things like that. So yeah, yeah, I, uh, I teach in a public high school just South of Denver in a suburb. Um, I've been teaching, for 19 years, I teach business classes like uh, marketing, entrepreneurship, personal finance, things like that. Love my job. I have great students. Uh, all of those classes are electives. So most of the students I get in my classes, they, they want to be there. They're interested in that kind of stuff. Yeah. Interesting. So, so your book is, uh, you know, it, it's, not, um, it's not necessarily just all about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. In fact, you talk a little bit about you know, the standard path and choosing a different option. Do you want to, you want to kind of tell us a little bit about uh, what, what your message is? Sure. Yeah. The book, um, the book is pretty unique one because it's just for teenagers, but two, it's uh, the primary focus is the idea of early financial independence as the subtitle says. Uh, and I'm sure your listeners, a lot of them are probably aware of that, of the fire movement, the financial independence, retire early movements. And so um, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the fire movement. My wife and I employ a lot of those strategies, um, mostly including real estate investing. And so 
the book is about bringing those concepts, those ideas, those strategies to the young person. Um, because to my knowledge, uh, First to a Million is the only book that specifically is for teenagers about these ideas. What is the FI Foundation? The the FI or FI Foundation, either way is, is fine. Uh, in the book, I just write about, you know, laying the foundation of the the core personal finance strategies that, that one needs in order to then go and kind of level up to the next um, part of their journey of early financial independence. And you talk a little bit about the keys of that. What are some of the keys that you teach your, in your book? Yeah. So the, for the five foundation for young people, these would be keys like building a solid credit score, using credit cards wisely, um, the idea of frugality, savings rates, um, basic investing, uh, principles and, and things like that. You know, I'm curious about your, um, your philosophy. You're obviously you're, you know, some of, when I look at the table of contents, I haven't had a chance to read it, but you are kind of mixing in some of the, you know, traditional stuff versus not as traditional. Right. Um, and I'm curious, uh, I'm curious on how you've, uh, how you're weaving that through and how it might be different from what others might be, you know, teaching kids. Yeah. I think most people, when they, when they think about, or when they're, they're trying to educate young people about personal finance, um, they stick to those core principles and, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think in order for someone to achieve early financial independence, they, you, you absolutely have to have a solid foundation of personal finance skills um, to start with. And so the book does some of that. You know, I, there are many great books out there for teenagers about personal finance and, and those topics. So I let those books uh, supplement mine as far as laying that foundation. The most of my book, the majority of it is about then, like I said, going to that next level and teaching them the concepts and strategies and tools that they can employ to set themselves up for financial independence decades before 65. Yeah. Yeah. And, and do you, uh, I mean, I'm curious in terms of your, again, to sort of get drill down on this a little bit, what do you think some of the messages that you're, I mean, how do you get, how do you get there? What, what are some of the keys to, when you talk about the fire movement, uh, talk about some of the specifics to get there. I mean, obviously, you know, there's some basics about, you're, you know, you, you talk about your credit, you know, maybe you'd be frugal, but is there anything, anything else uh, that you think is sort of missing from people's common, you know, the usual common things that you teach kids? Um, I wouldn't say anything's missing. You know, that, that typical American dream pathway of uh, working until you're 65, there's nothing wrong with that, that path, that journey. Um, it's not, it's not broken. It works really well. Millions of people have um, have pursued that pathway and had success. It's just about, you know, my book is mostly about giving the option to young people about, you know, that there are other alternatives than that one pathway of working the nine to five till you're 65 grind. So, so my book employs strategies, you know, some, some of the, the big ones are, you know, a savings rate that's much higher than the average American. I think most people save between five and 10% of their income and put it towards their future. Uh, those achieving early financial independence are doing much more than that, 40, 50, 60%. Um, not that you have to be that high. You know, if, 
if you're saving 20% of your income, you will still reach early financial independence. It's just about, you know, when do you want to do it? If you want to reach it at 55, 45, 35, that then, you know, dictates how hard you're going to press the the gas pedal on a lot of these strategies. And how are you, how are you defining financial independence? Yeah. So in the book, I define it as the, uh, the situation uh, of where someone no longer has to work for money. Um, they are basically set for life and that, you know, there's, there's two main, so I, I talk about the, the FI equation in my book and there's two main components to that. One would be building passive income streams that are going to generate money even after you stop working. And two would be what, what most people do. And that's building, um, you know, enough assets, savings and, and investments that you can take little pieces of that as you need to, to pay your living expenses for the duration of your life. So you add those two things together. If that equals more than your living expenses, then, then you're good. How do you measure the rest of your life? <laughs> I'm being tongue in cheek here a little bit because I don't know how much you know about, you know, our philosophy, but we, we tend to be, we tend to not really, fo- you know, the, the, the concept of sort of, you know, I've always sort of equated the traditional idea of, you know, this, what is it, 4% rule or whatever people talk about is being a very, um, you know, I, I guess a little bit of a depressing way to look at life. Uh, because in a way, what you're trying to do is you're trying to save a much uh, uh, enough, and obviously assuming growth at a certain level, uh, where you don't simply uh, outlive your money, right? Uh, mm-hmm. How do you avoid that? Yeah, so defining the end of your life is difficult. Um, I think we we all probably <laughs> hope that we <laughs> live till we're 95. That's that's not going to happen. Uh, and you mentioned the four percent rule, so that's that's the basis of that second piece of the equation I talked about of, you know, acquiring enough assets to, to draw off of that in a sustainable way, estimating that, you know, you need it to last until maybe you're 85, maybe 90. Uh, the, the other half of that equation is where the real key comes in and that's passive income. So if, if you're generating passive income, then whether you, ge- you live till you're 45, 65, 85, 95, um, ideally that passive income keeps coming in. The, the main tool for passive income that most people in the FIRE community are using is, is real estate investing. And I talk quite a bit about that in my book as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in terms of real estate, do you, do you talk, to, talk about how people can get involved? I mean, obviously you got high school kids and stuff. And, you know, we, we, you know this show, obviously, we're, we tend to focus, um, you know, on most of my listeners are high net worth or you know, accredited investors and that sort of thing. And they can participate in real estate syndications, things like that. I mean, how does, how does somebody who's working a full-time job, uh, you know, how do you, how do you suggest they get involved with real estate, particularly, you know, you don't have a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, it's a great question. I, I would say the answer is the same, you know, whether someone is young and working a full-time job or whether they're young and a high school or college student, the answer is, really the same. You have to start somewhere, right? I, those accredited investors, um, they, they had to start somewhere with that very first purchase. And so the strategy that I like a lot, and I talk about it in my book, um, is the house hacking strategy, which I think is by far the best strategy for young people to get started in real estate. And so the, the book, and then there's a workbook that goes along with it. 
those lay out a path where a teenager can acquire that first purchase, which would be a house hack at or around the age of 20, 21, 22. So what does a house hack look like? Or is it a secret? <laughs> no, it, it is. And, and you know, your listeners may know it by other names or uh, I, I, was, I was house hacking before I even heard of the term. It's the idea of buying, uh, say, a house or a small multifamily property and living in, if it's a house living in one bedroom, renting out the other bedrooms. If it's a small multifamily living in one unit, renting out the other units. And theoretically, your tenants are helping you pay all the expenses. It may even be to a point where you're, you're breaking even. You're living there for free or for very, very low cost. Yeah. Since that's a primary residence, the down payment is you know 3.5%, 5%. Yeah, assuming you're using some kind of an FHA loan, right? And then you have those kinds of uh, down payments with PMI and all that stuff, right? Yeah, or, or even a conventional loan, honestly. Though, those can get you a 5% down payment on a primary residence. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I am not talking to the right banks, apparently. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm curious what the, uh, the parents think of your book and, and what kind of reaction you've gotten from them. A lot of positive, positive uh, reaction. I think the community that I'm marketing to uh, are, are people like your listeners, um, people that understand money, people that are good with their money, people who have kids that are young, and they, they want to instill the lessons they've learned to their children um, so that they can be also successful with their financial future. And so marketing to parents who have had some success um, maybe maybe success in entrepreneurship, maybe success in real estate or other ventures, they are pretty motivated to find a tool like, like First to a Million that will teach their, their teenagers, their, their kids about all these different concepts. Do you talk at all about entrepreneurship in this book? Absolutely, yeah. We have a couple of chapters on the entrepreneurial mindset. And I, I believe the traits that make up a successful entrepreneur are very similar, if not the same traits that allow someone to reach early financial independence. Well, often, often you get to early independence because you're a good entrepreneur. right? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, t- I talk about, about, you know, starting a side hustle, starting a small business as one of the ways to build passive income. If you eventually can have someone else run that business for you. Certainly my philosophy on this is, uh, you know, I think, uh, I, I'm not. I'm not really into uh, you know advocating necessarily that people skip their lattes and things like that. But I do think, you know, having um, side gigs in entrepreneurial activity is absolutely critical if you want to accelerate stuff. Um, even for the even for the physicians and stuff that are listening to this show. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, we we frequently get these people who are you know, trying to figure out how to replace their income. Well, replacing your income is a very, very challenging thing to do. Uh, if, you know, if you're cash flowing, you know, six, seven, eight percent, we talk about velocity a lot and recycling money and, and, uh, and that kind of thing. But certainly another thing that helps is just having, you know, another source of it to help, uh, you know, dump exclusively into investments. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, having multiple streams of revenue uh, is, is, a, is a great way to build wealth and retire early. So tell us a little bit about what you've done personally as, you know, th- that, um, you know, kind of reflects what the book is about and, and what kind of benefit, you know, what, what kind of results you've gotten. 
Yeah, so I found, uh, my wife and I found the, the FIRE movement about six years ago, I think. Um, at the same time, we found the Bigger Pockets community and the Choose FI community. They're um, pretty, pretty important in that, in that community. Uh, and we started making some different decisions. Um, so today, we, we've, we primarily put our investments into real estate. That's the, the choice that we make. It's not the choice for everyone. We have, um, you know, we have a portfolio of 17 units, most in Colorado, um, a few out of state. We've done, uh, we, we have a couple of short-term rentals, Airbnbs. We've done some small multifamily, single family, long-term uh, rentals. And we've also done some burrs, if your listeners are familiar with that strategy um what what is it what did you call it Burr. Burr, so it's uh oh it's an a buy refi uh, okay yeah yep. yeah we, we yeah we we do that actually we do that with apartment buildings essentially mm-hmm. so but yeah. yeah absolutely so the concept there he's referring to folks is basically buying a property and then you know restore it refinance and then rent it out so it's essentially what I, when i talk about the infinite returns concept that is uh, that's what he's referring to. Uh, and you can do that in houses, right? You can do that in duplexes. You don't have to have a, you know, $75 million apartment complex. Like, you know, a lot of times we're doing in the syndication space. So, um, yeah, absolutely. And so tell me, um, you know, what kind of, cause you've been doing this for a while, success stories with your students, anything like that? Yeah, it, we have quite a few. So, um, I, I kind of have two groups of students. I have the students in my classroom and then I have, I have an online community called Sheik's Freaks, which is members from across the country really that are um, maybe they've read the book. Maybe they found me in bigger pockets. Maybe they found me through Google and they, and they joined this community of like-minded young hustlers and grinders. Um, and so I, you know, there's, there's so many. So w- one of our members, Jabbar, um, he is in the Marines. He graduated high school, went straight into the Marines. Uh, he's stationed out east right now, I think, in South Carolina. Um, he bought his, fouse, his first house hack property at age 19. It was a four-bedroom house. He turned it into a five and rented out the bedrooms while living in one. He since has bought his second property at age 20, which was a short-term rental in the Great Smoky Mountains area, so out of state for him. Uh, he did that with a partner he met in my community and he's looking to buy his third property uh, in the next six to 12 months. So he's crushing it. Yeah, that's great. So what's next for you? What are you going to do now? You're, you're, you've got this and you've got your community. And uh, what's, uh, what's next for you? Oh, well, my mission is just to, to educate as many young people as I can about the option of early financial independence. I, I don't tell them they should do it or they have to do it. I, I would never tell someone what to do. Um, but it is just an option. So, uh, you know, I have the book out there and promoting the book and the workbook, the community. Uh, we just switched to a new platform. Um, we're building an app right now. So that I think the community will start to take, I mean, it's been very successful. It's been, we've, we've had it going for two years now. And, and the, the connection that those young people get to like-minded individuals is so important because there's not many young people out there who are interested in investing in real estate and frugality and side hustles and entrepreneurship. So putting them in a place where they can connect and share resources and hold each other accountable is, is, is pretty amazing actually for me to watch what they accomplish. So for, for next, you know, it's just continuing to build a community, mentoring those young people and, 
and seeing where it goes. So again, the book is First to a Million, A Teenager's Guide to Achieving Early Financial Independence. Dan, where where do we uh, where can people get the book if they're interested? Yeah, the book is available at biggerpockets.com. Um, I'll I'll send you a link, Buck, to put in the show notes. Uh, you can also get it on Amazon everywhere else. Uh, the community, if they want to know more about the community, sheiksfreaks.com is where you'll find that information. Yeah, that's with two e's, by the way, everyone. Sheiks is s h e e k s, and then freaks.com. Great. Dan, uh, thanks for taking out uh, your time after well, your snow day, I guess, today. <laughs> and, uh, you know, telling us about the book and good luck. Thanks. Thanks, Buck, for having me on. Appreciate it. And um, keep crushing it on your end, man. I love what you're doing. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast. Visit us on the web at wealthformula.com. The information contained in this podcast are opinions, not facts. As always, consult your own financial team before making any investment. See you next time.